0: Hello, happy Thursday, and welcome back to another Money Not Math um, episode or conversation. Uh, This is number 102, and it's been since November that I've done a Money Not Math. The last one was Money Not Math number 101, where I interviewed uh, Laura Stangram. Uh, For those of you who watch, follow, or listen to these Money Not Math conversations, I'm sorry that I've been uh, non-existent. I promise to do try my best to do better moving forward. I will not promise to be super consistent, even though I'm going to do my best, because I don't want to be wrong. Um, And I've done that before and failed. So all I'm going to do is commit to doing my best to be consistently at least posting one video or podcast a week. And my goal with all of these conversations is to provide value to you, uh, those who take the time to interact and watch these videos or listen to the podcast. Um, and hopefully uh, interview local business owners uh, whenever I can to highlight their business and what they do while also learning lesson, uh, providing the lessons they've learned to provide value for them, but also for those of you who take the time to watch these videos. So like I said, this is the 102nd uh, episode that I'll be doing, so you can go back and check out any of the other ones if you'd like. Um, in today's conversation, I first want to start out by saying Thank you. Again, for those of you who take the time to watch this, I, I know anything new takes time to kind of pick up steam. I just uh, started a gym at my new gym this past week, and I can hardly walk. So whether it's uh, starting a retirement plan, whether it's uh, starting watching my math videos, whether it's starting exercising, or whether whatever it is, starting something new is much harder than actually just doing what, we, what we've always known. So Um, I believe it's, if you, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you, is a really important quote to me. So in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about six money or retirement planning issues most people make and how to avoid them. So I'm pulling, I pulled this article. I like to uh, pull articles from the internet uh, regarding retirement planning news uh, and highlight what they discuss and provide some of my own opinions as well, with the goal being to kind of cut the, cut the down the middle uh, between really cookie cutter information out there that's given to everyone and hard to decipher and giving a little bit more personalized information or advice to my clients. Keep in mind all the advice is or not my clients people who watch the video. Keep in mind, all of this advice or information is clearly just standardized to anyone willing to watch. It is not specific personal advice to you because I don't know who exactly is watching or listening at this time. Um, So just really do keep that in mind. It's really important when you're building a financial plan to actually speak to an advisor you trust that's willing to help you build a specific plan built for you individually. Because everyone's plan is and should be different because every person is different and our goals are all different as well. So getting to the article of six retirement planning issues most people make and how to avoid them, um, written by, uh, it's on nasdaq.com. And the first one is spending too much. So that's a very obvious one, right? So whether we're in retirement or not in retirement, spending too much is always an issue Uh, with all the social pressures there are out there and life events, COVID, uh, unexpected inflation of like 7%. um, Spending too much is a huge issue or we're just, or when we just try to keep up with the Joneses and um, have the emotional pressure of owning the nice things to keep up with those we know when really uh, the best thing we could do for ourselves is probably save more if we, if we ever hope to retire. So spending too much is the number one issue that was uh, taken on the survey. Number two is not taking your health into account. It's not easy to talk about, but considering your health is an important and often overlooked aspect of retirement. As we age, we, we become more susceptible to being unable to work due to our health. One way to protect against this is to invest in, in annuity contracts. Contributing to an annuity is a great way to receive fixed monthly payments or payouts when you decide to retire. Many annuities also allow you to cash out in case of emergency. Now, again, keep in mind, this is what they say in the article. This is not advice that I'm giving to you uh, directly because I don't know you. So it's just something to consider from the article. Uh, I I do know that one way some people use annuities is you can utilize an annuity to pretty much build your own pension, uh, meaning building income that you can't outlive. Uh, you can build guaranteed income for life so that it might help you decrease the worry of running out of of breath before you run out of money. Sorry, run out of money before you run out of breath. So again, just something that they consider in the article. Uh, The next thing they consider in the article is life insurance is another excellent way to manage the risk of being sick and being able to provide for your family and yourself. Life insurance is often extremely cost-efficient compared to other types of insurance. Uh, Something to keep in mind, again, this is the article's advice. This is not my advice to you because I don't know who's who's reading this right now or, or listening to this and where you're at in your life. Um, but keep in mind, when it comes to utilizing life insurance, it's important to remember that when it comes to our health and insurance, you have to be healthy enough to be insured. The insurance company doesn't have to insure you. So the longer you wait to get life insurance, one, it's going to be more expensive because you're older and therefore closer to your death. But two, you may not qualify due to health events and where we are. So even though we all like to imagine that we'll never get sick or we'll never get hurt or anything like that, it is possible. And the longer we live, the more likely something happens that makes us uninsurable or just really spikes up the cost of insurance. So a couple of pieces of advice from the article there that, again, I warn you, it may or may not make sense for you depending on your plan and your situation. So The third thing they say is to failing to diversify your savings. What if you think you've saved enough, but all your retirement plans are based on a single type of saving? Failing to to diversify is another financial mistake many people make. A great example of this is relying on a company-funded retirement. Depending on your retirement terms, you or your spouse may not receive any money if you retire early or lose your job. In the 2008 recession, many workers were put in a situation as they found themselves laid off or forced to relocate as factories closed their doors and shut down assembly lines, ultimately damaging the reputation of their organizations. Avoiding this problem is as easy as contributing to different retirement savings accounts and picking multiple sources for your income later in life. This one is huge. It is amazing to me how often I meet with people for the first time and all of their money is in one account through their group 401k or their group 403b or whatever it may be called. And this is an issue for multiple reasons, but one of them is when all your money's in one place, it's all gonna act the same way, right? So if it's all invested in one place and the market goes down, well, guess what? All your money's going down at the same time. Or if you want access to your money because of a life event, but it's all in your 401k, unfortunately it's locked up to your 60 unless you wanna take a loan against it, right? Or if tax, if taxes change dr- dramatically in the future, whether that's up or that's down, if all of your money is invested in one way, and it's all treated the exact same way from a tax standpoint, you are susceptible to being hurt by a, t- a future tax bill you were unaware was going to be coming down the, down the hill towards you. So diversify, diversify, diversify. Have an understanding of how, of how your money will be treated in re- retirement based on how you're saving it today. Um, and I strongly encourage you to have a very good understanding of your plan and what it's doing for you, both today before retirement and in retirement. The next one is contributing too little to retirement. One of the most obvious problems is not saving enough for retirement. However, however, it's always helpful to be reminded to monitor how much you contribute to retirement. To maximize how much money you have when you retire, it's key to save the right amount. So she provides an example here, uh, the writer that is, it's, it's basically talking about over a 30-year retirement and the difference in savings rates. So I'm just going to share my screen with you here if you're watching this video and not listening to a podcast and, and share an example of my own. So this is, an, this is an example of not saving enough for retirement. So if we just save $1,000, let us say you're 37 years old and you're going to retire in 30 years at the age of 67. So your full retirement age, according to social security is 67. So let's just say you're gonna save for 30 years and we'll just use a 5% interest rate. It's just random, I'm just picking one. Now, if we save $1,000 a year, you're gonna have about $70,000 in retirement, okay? Not a ton. So let's say, okay, that's that's not quite enough. So let's say we're gonna max out or we're gonna save $5,000 a year. That's pretty good, right? Over a 30 year period, Instead of saving 1000 you save 5000 Now you're going to have $348,000 a year. It's a very significant difference, right? So, what we have to understand is how much we save today has a very dramatic effect, a dramatic effect on how much money we're going to have in retirement. And it's really important that we don't, do not wait until after we've paid off our house, until after our kids have gone to college, until after, 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 and try to catch up later. Because the, what happens when we try to catch up later is if, if, if instead of saving $5,000 a year for 30 years, which gives us $349,000 in retirement, if instead we try to save $10,000 a year for 15 years, because, well, we paid off our house, kids went to college, and you know other things happen, but we're going to try to catch up later, we try to save 10000 over 15 years, instead of having $349,000 in retirement, now we're only going to have $227,000 in retirement. That's a hundred and I think it was $12,000 less. So you put the same amount of money in, we have $112,000 less pull to pull out because we waited too long, right? The amount of time you have is the most valuable asset when it comes to saving for retirement and allowing those dollars to compound. So that's a really important lesson to keep in mind when it comes to This point they make about contributing too little to retirement um, early on. So I'm going to keep sharing my screen because the next one is starting too late. So that, again, goes with the same example that I talked about. Timing is everything. Um, I'll give you another example to put that in perspective. So if, let's say you're now, you're 27 years old, or we'll just use the 37-year-old again. So over a 30-year savings time period, let's say you can save $10,000 a year. That's $697,000 in retirement. Not bad, that's pretty good, right? Many people will be able to retire off that if they have a proper plan, when you add that to social security and maybe a pension or whatever it might be. But if you're like the many people out there that I know that say, I'll save more later, I'll save more after all the things I already pointed out, right? Kids going to college, paying off a house and things like that. Well, let's say we, in over a 20 year period, Oh, sorry, going back to the 15 years. I'm giving you the same example, just different numbers. So $10,000 over 30 years is $300,000 saved. $20,000 over 15 years is also $300,000 saved. So we waited, we saved double. Now we only have $453,000. That is a significant difference. So $20,000 saved over 15 years gets you $453,000 in retirement at 5% interest. $10,000 saved over 30 years gets you $698,000 in retirement. Again, those numbers are all rounded. So get so number four are these two points, contributing too little to retirement and starting too late are extremely, extremely important. Now, the next, the I think this is the last point they make is overestimating how much you'll receive in retirement. So in retirement, your income is usually made up of two or three parts. The first part is Social Security. So I recommend having an understanding of what your Social Security projections are, You can find online calculators that I will include in this post if you want to go and project what your Social Security projection is. The second is a pension, if you have one. They used to be much more common than they currently are. And the final part is your savings. Social Security is automatically deducted from your paychecks every time you get paid. The earliest you can start claiming Social Security is at 62. However, choosing to retire before the full retirement age will reduce your benefit by 30%. Pensions are less common today, but typically they are a type of employer-funded benefit. Finally, there are personal savings, which are made up of money you have saved throughout your working years. In the end, these separate sources all make up your, reti- your income after you retire. It's important to understand how much you will receive from each of these sources to estimate the amount you will receive accurately. And that's where, uh, again, I would ask, what is your plan to maximize your Social Security benefit? Do you know how, the different pros and cons of retiring, of pulling it at 62 versus 65 versus 67 versus 70 and the dramatic difference that makes? Do you know the laws between uh, if you and your spouse, let's say you make more money than your spouse does, do you know the laws between what amount of your social security your spouse gets to withdraw when you're alive versus when you're passed away? So the question is, do you have a plan? If you don't, I strongly recommend finding someone you trust and building one. So to wrap it all up, they say, according to a survey, more than one half of Americans, that's 50%, more than 50%, have not saved enough for retirement. If you are a part of that group, take a step back and look hard at your retirement planning strategies. Examining your plan and taking corrective action now will put you ahead when the time comes to a stop working. Get your expenses under control, start saving more, and diversify your assets. It's the only way to enjoy a comfortable life you retire. And this was written by Kira Taylor for do.com and posted on nasdaq.com, which as always, I will include the link to the article in my post if you're interested in reading through it directly. Otherwise, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know what questions, thoughts, comments, or concerns you have about this. And, or if you have requests for future money.math conversations. Again, thank you so much for your time today and have a great day. Also go wild. They whooped the blues last night. Thanks.